faith and please do not give up. God is still with us and remember that you have been born for such a time as this. God knows that he has wired you accurately for these uh, challenges we are facing and, and uh, I know maybe some of us uh, could be thinking maybe if I was born in a different uh, uh, generation, you know, coping much better. No, God knows exactly how he has wired you. You were born for such a time as this to conquer in Jesus' my name. Hallelujah. I want us to look at uh, the message for this morning. We are talking about when the restrainer stops restraining. That's the topic for, 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 for this teaching. Um, and I want us to look at Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6. And uh, it says, I have posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourself no rest and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and make her the praise of the earth. Hallelujah. We are the watchmen that are posted on the walls of South Africa. Praise the name of Jesus. We are the watchmen that are posted on the walls of whatever country you reside in. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are, understand that God has put you there as a gatekeeper in the spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. And the Bible says you should not be silent. Don't be silent. Day and night, call upon the name of the Lord. Day and night, give yourself no rest. That is why you are praying right now in Jesus' mighty name that in this season there be prayer meetings that will be going on all over our nation, all over the world. I pray in Jesus' mighty name that there be fire of prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And with the Bible tells us that we don't give ourselves rest and we should not give God rest. That's what he says in his word. I love it when God says, don't give me rest. In other words, God is saying, I want to go to work. Don't give me rest. In other words, God is saying, I want to intervene in this COVID situation. But we give him rest by our prayerlessness. And I pray in Jesus' name that you understand that when you pray, you are activating heaven. Praise the name of Jesus. When you pray, you are literally partnering with God. You are partnering with the angels of God so that this sketch may be brought to a dead stop in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And God says we don't stop praying. Listen, even after COVID-19 is over, and I believe it's going to be over in Jesus' mighty name. I believe that this is not how it all ends, beloved. It's not going to end like this. Our ending is glorious. Praise the name of Jesus. We are a victorious people. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and now the Bible says, you don't give God rest until he establishes Jerusalem. Until he makes Jerusalem the praise of the earth. Hallelujah. We want to make sure that South Africa becomes the praise of the earth. We want to see a great revival. We want to see a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And we will not rest till we see that. COVID-19 should not be the conclusion of our history as the church. Praise the name of Jesus. We are the church triumphant. That is why I want to talk very briefly about the responsibilities of a watchman. Number one, the watchman must maintain spiritual vigilance. 
And that is why you cannot afford to slumber. We have been saying that repeatedly. You cannot sleep into spiritual slumber. You have to be spiritually vigilant. A watchman cannot sleep on the job. Because a watchman is posted on the wall. Looking out for the enemies that are seeking to invade the city. And I want us to understand that if you are in Devon, if you are in Jobek, wherever you are, whatever province you are in, you are the watchman there. Nothing must come into that province. Nothing must come into your town. Nothing must come into your village, into your city, your suburb, without you knowing. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why the word of God says in Amos chapter 3, God does nothing without first giving his counsel to his servants, the prophets. And I want to say this again. We said this last week, beloved. If things are happening, if God is moving and we don't know what's going on, it is not his fault. It's our fault. Because it means somehow a watchman fell asleep on the job. That's what it means because God is always wanting to give good counsel to his servants, the prophets, before any move happens here on earth. Praise the name of Jesus. The critical question that every watchman is, should be asking themselves, what is God doing in this season? What is happening in this season? Believe me, beyond COVID-19, there are great things that are happening in this season. Praise the name of Jesus. And this is what it says in Isaiah 42 verse 9. It says, see, former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. There are prophetic announcements that God is making. Even in the midst of this crisis, God is making prophetic declarations. And, and my prayer is that you as a watchman in your city, in your village, wherever you are, you as a watchman, may you be apprised in the spirit. May you be awake in the spirit so that you can receive the announcement. Don't miss the announcement. Praise the name of Jesus. God is speaking in this season. And the idea of you receiving the announcement is so that you can proclaim that announcement to the nations. We don't receive announcements for ourselves. I love it. In the book of Psalm 68 verse 11, the Bible says, The Lord proclaimed his word. The Lord announced his word. And great was the company of those that announced it. Praise the name of Jesus. When the proclamations are made from heaven, there should be a great company of announcers. Hallelujah. And I pray that you be the announcer of our generation. May you be the proclaimer, the mouthpiece of heaven for this generation. We don't want you to echo what the government is, is echoing. Don't say what the government is saying. Let them say what they need to say. I want us to again say the things that the heavens are saying. Praise the name of Jesus. Say what God is saying. Hallelujah. Vaccination is in the natural. And that is why I've been, I've been wondering how come even men and women of God are crying for vaccination. You know, it's okay to have vaccination. We need vaccination. But is that a prophetic word for the season? And that is what we need to ask ourselves. As prophetic voices, as the announcers of heaven, are we here to announce vaccines? And I can say, beloved, without any share of a doubt that we're not here to announce vaccines. But we're here to say Jehovah Rapha heals. Praise the name of Jesus. We're here to say there is a God in heaven who can heal with or without a vaccine. There is a God in heaven who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever ask or imagine. What is your announcement to this generation? What are you, what are you posting on Facebook? What are you saying on social media? When we listen to the things that you, you are saying right now, can we, can, can we sense that God is announcing something through you? 
And I pray that you be an accurate voice in this season. And this is what God says in Isaiah 43, verse 19. He says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? You know, that question touches my heart because it means there is an expectation from God that we be able to perceive everything that he's doing. Let me say that again. When God is doing a new thing and things begin to spring forth, there is an expectation that those of us who are prophetic should be able to perceive it. The question is, are you perceiving what God is doing? Can you see beyond a vaccine? Can you see what God is doing in this season? And I want, you, I, want you, I want you to be encouraged, beloved. That is why the time is over for us to waste on all these silly prophecies that have been given in the church. Who, who, who's going to benefit from knowing, uh, for, from, from being told their cell phone number? And I've been saying this repeatedly. You know, if a prophet comes to you and they tell you your home address and they tell you your cell phone number, they even tell you what, 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 what juice you had before you came to church, who is going to benefit from that? We need prophetic voices that will announce what God is announcing. Praise God. Remember, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says, Prophet, Prophecy did not have its origin from the will of man. But the holy man of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I love that. They spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. In other words, I do not speak the figment of, our, of my imagination. I don't speak my wishful thinking, but I speak as I'm moved by the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit moving us to say? Hallelujah. And I pray that you say what he says. Another very important responsibility of watchmen is intercession. They intercede for their nation. They plead to God for mercy. That is why in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, the Bible says, I urge you that uh, first of all, prayers, petitions, and intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, including kings and authorities. As I've said before, we are very disillusioned with our government. We are very distraught about what's going on. We are very disillusioned about how the government has managed the situation. And let me put that out there. We still don't understand why drugs that worked are, are, are forbidden to be used in order to help our people. I, I'm, I'm a medical uh, clinician and that still baffles my mind. How come I've never thought that uh, doctors will actually be held criminally liable? for trying to help COVID-19 patients. And, and this is what is happening. And, and this, this brings the disillusionment. And, and, and I want you to understand, and if any government official is listening to this message, I want you to understand we're frustrated and we don't understand what's going on. But this, again, must be very clear. In our frustration and disillusionment, we're still going to pray for you. We want to pray for you because we have been called to intercede for you. And we are going to pray that sanity may prevail. We are going to pray that common sense may prevail. Remember, the idea is to bring life and not death. That's the idea. Unless we did not get the memo. Unless we did not get the memo. Right? Last time we checked, you were voted in to ensure that people are protected. You were voted into power. We voted you into power to ensure that people are provided for. We voted you into power to ensure that there is service delivery. And right now we stand as the church and we intercede for you to walk in divine wisdom. Right now we don't understand what you're doing. And in Jesus' mighty name, we have authority. Never undermine the authority of a prayerful church. It is not normal anymore. 
things are not normal. We are moving to a higher dimension of spiritual warfare. If the enemy has captured any of our government officials in Jesus' mighty name, we break the yoke, we break the chains of that captivity in Jesus' mighty name so that you come back to your senses. You've got to come back to your senses and we've got to save our nation in Jesus' mighty name. And we, we're going to pray. We are not going to give God rest. We intercede for you. We intercede for every government officials. We, we intercede for Babu Zuelim Kizi. We intercede for Babu Siru Ramaphosa. We intercede for everyone in Jesus' mighty name so that sanity may prevail one more time. There is a, a scripture I love in the book of Numbers, chapter 16, verse 48. The Bible speaks of a plague that, that broke out in the nation of Israel. And the Bible tells us that about 14,700 people had died. And there came a man, I love this man, Moses. Moses, the Bible says in verse 48 of Numbers chapter 16, he stood between the dead and the living and he interceded for the living. And he said, Father, show us mercy. Show us your grace. Show us your deliverance. And remember, the reason for the plague to break out is because people were rebellious against Moses. They did not want to be led by Moses. They were rebellious against the leadership of Moses. But moved by compassion, Moses steps in as he sees that people are dying in their numbers. They were dying in their thousands. And Moses stood and said, Father, relent, relent, show mercy. And that is what we are doing. And I want to appeal to every child of God. You may be angry with our government. Please pray for mercy still. Listen, we are not haters. As the church, we're not supposed to hate. As the church, we're not supposed to be moved by carnal anger. We may have, ang we may have anger. We may not have uh, all the answers. We don't understand what's going on. But still, may we do like Moses and say, Father, these people have been rebellious against your name. These people are rebellious against my leadership. But we pray that you save them. Save them, O oh God. Save them. And I pray that right now you may stand between the dead and the living in Jesus' mighty name so that the sketch may come to a dead still. Hallelujah. God is with us. Here's another example. There was another a situation, a crisis that broke out in the nation of Israel in the wilderness. In Numbers chapter 21 verse 9, we see that there were venomous snakes that were biting people because again of rebellion, rebellion. Let me pause here. How come most pandemics in scripture, most uh, 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 plagues in scripture are associated with rebellion against God? These are questions we should be asking as prophetic people. Father, is there rebellion in our hearts? Is there rebellion in our nation that has invited this sketch? Is there rebellion on the earth that has invited the sketch of COVID-19? Because every time we look into scripture, whenever we see a plague, there is an associated rebellion. And that is why we're saying, listen, this thing is bigger than a vaccine. We need to come to a place of repentance. Because even if a vaccine is rolled out, beloved, if we're still walking in rebellion, there will be a scourge after scourge. There will be a pandemic after pandemic. And I want, to be, I want to beseech you by the message of the Lord. May you just walk in repentance and say, Father, we repent on behalf of government. We repent on behalf of our nation. We repent on behalf of the church. We have come short of your glory. So in Numbers chapter 21, when there was this uh, outbreak of venomous snakes that were biting people, God instructed Moses to lift up the snake of, uh, of bronze. And the Bible tells us that whosoever would look upon that snake will be saved. They will not die. At that time, many people had died. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name 
that there be a prophetic people that will say, Father, we lift up our hands to you. We want to lift the name of Jesus so that whosoever will look upon Jesus Christ will be saved. In John chapter 3, verse 14, the Bible says, just like Moses lifted the snake of bronze in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whosoever shall look upon him shall be saved and will have eternal life. You see, the mystery here is not necessarily the vaccine. But the mystery here, beloved, is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is the name of Jesus. Can I just tell you something from a medical point of view? We are being told that uh, the, the, the virus strain that is in South Africa right now may not necessarily respond to the vaccine that is going to be rolled out. That is why even when we cry to government for vaccine, beloved, you will still have to cry to Jesus because Jesus is the ultimate solution. Let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus is greater than the vaccine. Jesus is greater than any medical intervention. Yes, don't get me wrong. We need medical, medical interventions. We need vaccines, but we need more than ever Jesus Christ, the son of the living God because there is no viral strain that will not be subject to his authority whatever is not covered by vaccination Jesus can cover praise the name of Jesus he is Jehovah Rapha he is our healer he has sent forth his word to heal our diseases listen when his word is sent forth it covers all strains all viral strains are covered by the word that he sends whatever can escape the vaccine will not escape the name of Jesus the name of Jesus and that is why we cannot as pastors we cannot as ministers sit back and wait for a vaccine how dare do you how dare to sit and wait for a vaccine there is a God in heaven who is able to heal this nation won't you call upon that name call upon that name Yeshua Yeshua is the name and that is why the Bible says as as Moses lifted the snake of bronze in the wilderness so shall the name of Jesus be lifted up, so that whosoever shall call upon the name Jesus, Yeshua, shall be saved and will have eternal life. And that's the name we're calling upon. In this season of prayer and fasting, the church is engaging in prayer and fasting, and I'm loving it. Praise the name of Jesus, because there lies solutions, beloved. Hallelujah. And as we pray and fast, let's call upon the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage you, in this time, your faith is going to be tested. And I pray in Jesus' name that your faith may not fail you. May your faith not fail you. And I want us to humbly come before God and say, Father, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. If I am weak in my faith, it's time to be strengthened. And God is faithful. Listen, God is not rejecting people who are struggling with unbelief. But he's saying, come here, let me strengthen you so that you can walk in faith. And that is why the Bible tells us that Jesus said to Peter, Peter, the enemy wanted to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you. And I believe that heaven is doing that right now. There are people that the enemy is trying to sift. But Jesus is praying for them in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name. So there is no rejection in Christ. Hallelujah. If you are struggling to trust God for solutions, for divine healing, God is praying for you. Jesus is praying for you so that your faith be strengthened during this time. The other responsibility of a watchman is to exercise restraining authority. Restraining authority over powers of darkness. And that word restraining simple means we have been given a warrant of arrest praise the name of jesus i don't know if you know that 
as a child of God, you have a warrant of arrest over the enemy. You can say to the enemy, I arrest you in Jesus' mighty name. You have no legal right to move in our country in Jesus' mighty name. Because you are a watchman. You are a gatekeeper in the spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 18, the Bible says that uh, 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 Jesus, Peter says, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. And then Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And whatsoever you bind here on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose here on earth, it is loosed in heaven. That's our authority. Here is holy indignation that we should have as the church. We should look COVID-19 straight in the eye and say, who gave you the right to move like this in our country? Who gave you the right to operate in our nation? That's the holy indignation that we should have as a nation of God, as people of God. That is why if we bind it together in Jesus' mighty name, it will be bound in heaven. It is already bound in heaven. I can tell you that COVID-19 is bound in heaven. But the question is, are there men and women here on earth that believe in the name of Jesus that will cooperate with what heaven is doing? We need to partner with God. If heaven is binding COVID-19, you better be binding it because you have the warrant of arrest. Praise the name of Jesus. If God is loosing, if he's loosing his will here on earth, we must lose his will and not come against his will. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and I want to remind you of your authority. That's why in Isaiah 59 verse 19, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise the standard against him. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that during the season of prayer and fasting, as the enemy is coming in and we have seen people dying, loved ones and relatives have died, but we declare in Jesus' mighty name, in the name of Jesus, may God raise the standard against the enemy. May God raise the standard against COVID-19. Hallelujah. God is faithful. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says that we are also holding the enemy back. We are hindering the enemy. We restrain the enemy and we will continue to restrain him up until we are taken out of the way. In other words, the enemy and the spirit of lawlessness must be put in a holding cell, beloved. They can only be released at the right time. There is a time in future that is coming during which the spirit of lawlessness will be released. But as long as the church is here, as long as the watchmen are here, it's not yet that time. I want to say that with the confidence of the scriptures. I want to say that with the confidence of the Holy Ghost. It is not yet time for the spirit of lawlessness to move unabated. It is not yet time for the spirit of lawlessness to wreak havoc in our nation. Why? Because the watchmen have not died. The chances are the watchmen are sleeping. They need to rise up. They need to awake from their slumber so that they can be on the job one more time. Praise the name of Jesus and push back against the enemy. And I want to say this. There's coming a time when the restrainer will stop restraining. But yet, it's not the time. Now, it's not yet, it's, it's not yet the time. So we continue to restrain. Let me explain to you how the restrainer will come to a time when re the restrainer stops restraining. Number one, there's going to be a great falling away. There will be a falling away even within the church. And this is a sad situation. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, 
let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man and the men of sin will be revealed, that son of perdition. I want you to understand that we are in a season where we are beginning to see the falling away in the church. But even though there is a falling away that is happening in the church, but those of us who remain in Christ must continue to restrain the enemy. Even if we are the minority, even if it's just a handful of us, but we continue to restrain. Yes, there is a falling away. Even in the wake of COVID-19, we're seeing a falling away. And the word falling away there is the word apostasia, which means apostasy or again following false teachings. They fall away because of false teachings, false doctrines. And we're seeing that happen in the, in the house of the Lord. And there are two groups that I want us to look at with regards to falling away. Because that will affect even our intercessory authority. The first group is people who have never known Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but are part of the church. There's going to be a separation that is going to take place. And right now, the church is undergoing that separation. Remember in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23, the Bible says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those that do the will of the Father. Remember that. It is not people who say Jesus is Lord that will enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, your confession is not going to cut it. But you must be the doer of the will of the Father. Praise the name of Jesus. Please catch that. And there is a separation right now that is happening in the body of Christ between those that are doers of the will of the Father and those that are just confessing Jesus as Lord. And that is part of the great falling away. There is a sifting that is happening. And then many will come on that day, verse 22, and say, Father, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we perform miracles in your name? And Jesus will say, but I never knew you. In heaven, you are not known for your ministry. In heaven, you are not known for the things you do in the ministry. But in heaven, you are known based on doing the will of the Father. The fruit of the Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit. That is why Matthew chapter 7 verse 20, the Bible says, By their fruit you will know them. And I pray that in this season, please, beloved, may we, may, may we just remain in a place of intimacy with God. Remain in the place of intimacy. A place where you do not impress God by the things you do. You may be a wonderful singer. You may be a wonderful preacher. You may be a wonderful, wonderful minister of the gospel. But please, remain in the place of intimacy. Hallelujah. And we don't want to be cast out. And we don't want to be those that will be separated and put aside as people that were never known by God. Now, there is another group, beloved, that I want us to be aware of. And the, the, this group is a group of people that will abandon the faith. People who have had an encounter with God, but will just abandon the faith in the last days. And my prayer again is that when this separation begins to take place, may you be found to be among those that will cling to faith. Hold on to your faith. Hallelujah. Don't let go. You know, I love Paul. Paul says, I fought a good fight. I have kept the faith and I finished the race. 
There is now a crown for me, a crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. But not only to me, but to all those that have longed for his appearing. Three things. Fight a good fight. Keep the faith. Finish the race. And I pray in Jesus' name that as we continue to run, may you not fall by the wayside. Praise the name of Jesus. Keep the faith. Keep the just shall live by faith even in this season. And the Bible says in First Timothy, Chapter 4, verse 1, the Spirit clearly says that in the, latter, in the latter times, many will abandon the faith and follow what the deceiving spirits are saying, things that are taught by demons. And I pray that you be spared from the lies of the enemy, demonic lies and demonic teachings. May God preserve you. Keep the faith in Jesus' mighty name. So this is the second group that will cause the falling away. Unfortunately, this group worries me a lot. Because this group is going to take from our restraining authority. In other words, our restraining, restraining authority will begin to diminish as people begin to abandon their faith. And I keep asking myself, where are we at? Where are we at with this falling away? The question I ask myself, is the church as strong as the restraining authority as it used to be? And unfortunately, the answer is the negative. You know, it's on the negative, beloved. We are not as strong as we used to be. There used to be prayers in our schools. There used to be prayers in our public hospitals. There used to be prayers in our streets, in our neighborhoods. There used to be prayers. Won't you imagine there was a time when even football games would be opened by prayer. There was a time when prayer was, was, was even, I remember as a young doctor in, in the surgical theater, before a surgeon could touch the patient, he would say, sister, will you pray? No scalpel. There was no knife that was ever placed on the patient without a prayer. And we have lost it, beloved. And I beseech you by the message of the Lord. And I do believe that God can raise that restraining authority one more time. May God raise the remnant. Praise God. And, and I want us to understand how things are going to unfold in these last days. So that you understand the nature of the restraining authority that we have. In Genesis chapter 18, we find a situation there when Abraham is interceding for the nation of Sodom. And Abraham starts from 50. He says, what if there are 50 people? Before you destroy the city, what if there are 50 people who fear you, who walk in righteousness? And God says, for the sake of the 50, I will spare the nation of Sodom. And Abraham goes down to 45, to 40, to 30, to 20, and then he comes down to 10. What if there are 10 people in this city who walk in righteousness? Will, will you still destroy this city? And God says, no, for the sake of the 10, I will not destroy the city. 50. I've always asked myself, how come Abraham started 50? And 50 signifies Pentecost. The word Pentecost is the word 50, 50. In other words, the church was born out of Pentecost. The church was born out of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, following the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we are strong when we are 50, born out of 50. When in our Pentecostal atmosphere, we are strong. When we walk in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we are strong. And we are the best resistance when we walk in the Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. But unfortunately, the move of the Spirit has been waning in the church. We've gone down to 45 from 50, Pentecost. We've gone down to 45, to 40, to 30, to 20. 
And right now, Abraham says, but what if there are 10 people? We understand that the move of the Spirit is no longer embraced even within the body of Christ. But what if there are 10 people? It may not be the usual Pentecostal experience. The atmosphere of Pentecost may no longer be there in the church, but what if there are 10 people? And God says, for the sake of the 10, I will not destroy the city. And 10 signifies a tithe. 10 signifies a tithe below which God cannot rebuke the devourer. Please understand that. There is a principle in Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. In that principle, we see that the covenant of protection from the devourer can only be, can only be active if there is a tithe. A tithe. And my prayer again is that there be a tithe of believers. Hallelujah. May there be a tithe of believers that will be rendered before God and say, Father, we have a tithe in South Africa. We have a tithe on the earth of men and women that are walking in the fear of the Lord and are willing to intercede for their nation. Praise God. When the tithe begins to dwindle, when we begin to fall below the tithe, the restraining authority is taken away from us. Hallelujah. And that is what is going to happen, unfortunately, in the future. What am I saying? There's going to come a time when you can no longer intercede for nations. And during that time, just like Lot was taken out of Sodom, because you cannot intercede below the tithe level. Remember the principle. If God is to rebuke the devourer of COVID-19 or any other devourer, there has to be a tithe. A tithe of believers that are standing day and night before God. Without that tithe, that nation cannot be saved. And that's how the rapture of the church is going to take place. And that is why we see this falling away, preceding the revelation of the spirit of lawlessness. And, and my prayer again for us, beloved, is that may we keep this tithe. Hallelujah. And another thing, beloved, in the fullness of time, in the fullness of numbers, in the fullness of time, fullness of numbers. So there is a season coming when believers and, and Gentile believers will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ up until the number that God has in his mind for those Gentile believers to come to the knowledge of Christ has been completed. That number has to be complete. That number has to be met. And then the authority that is restraining the enemy will be taken out. And that is why we need to evangelize. We need to preach the gospel. In Romans chapter 11, verse 25, it says, I do not want you to be ignorant of this, of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you will not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of Gentiles has come in. So Gentiles have to come into salvation in their full number. There is a number that God has in mind. And that is why I want to beseech you by the message of the Lord, continue to witness when that number has been met, the church will be taken home. And then verse 26, in this way, Israel will then be saved. The time of tribulation will be the time during which Israel will be convicted that the Messiah they rejected is the true Messiah. And then in their thousands and thousands, they will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is why, beloved, between now and then, let us intercede. Let us continue to restrain. And then the Bible speaks of the fullness of time. There is coming a point in time that the scripture refers to as the fullness of time. And in the fullness of time, then the restrainer will be taken out. I do believe that we are about to have that moment 
we are approaching that moment in time, the fullness of time, when the restrainer will be taken out. But here's the thing. Between now and then, continue to restrain. Praise the name of Jesus. Continue to stand in intercession, in prayer for our nation. Hallelujah. And so, please don't be discouraged by the separation that is taking place. My prayer for you is that may you not be on the negative side of prophecy. When God is separating people, may you be found to be among those that have held them to faith. May you be the one who say, Father, I believe in you. Even if I get COVID positive, even if I become COVID positive, but I believe in your name. Even if I die, I believe in your name. I will die believing. I will die believing. Even if I'm on the ventilator, I will die believing in Jesus' mighty name. And that is what is required for this time. Hallelujah. God is with us. And I want us, can we just all pray? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray in the name of Jesus that we do not walk in fear. Help us not to walk, oh God, in the trepidations of this time. But help us to walk, Father, in boldness. Help us to walk with a clear understanding that you are God with us and you will never leave us nor forsake us. You are God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever ask or imagine. You are God. Even during this time, you are raising a church that is walking in restraining authority. A church, Father, that is walking in that detaining power. A church that has a warrant of arrest over the enemy. In Jesus' mighty name. And I pray that we may exercise that authority. In Jesus' mighty name. You are God with us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Child of God, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. You have not been given the spirit of fear, but you have been given the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We are still the restraining authority. And the enemy will not do as he pleases as long as we are here. Hallelujah. Believe that. You are more powerful than you think. You have the warrant of arrest over the enemy. Exercise that in Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Greetings in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're open. Yes,